to another awesome episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Today, we have a special guest. We have a special guest. This is somebody that's actually been a mentor and a coach to me and has taught me the real meaning of visibility, credibility, and profitability and how it can impact the, the uh, connecting and the overall success of anybody that's entrepreneurial at heart and anybody that's really just trying to connect and network. So today we have Mr. Robert YB Youngblood, who is out of Richmond. He's an entrepreneur. He's the number one connector. He is the LinkedIn locksmith. Uh, Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Absolutely. First and foremost, Errol, I want to say thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast. It is a pleasure seeing you grow and take the information that we discussed some time ago and flourish with it. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of you. Uh, I am Rob YB Youngblood, uh, your number one connector, your LinkedIn locksmith. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, and uh, I grew up in a single parent home. My dad was actually killed when I was two. And the reason why I always share that whenever I speak is just to let people know that no matter what adversity you may go through, it will not stop you if you allow it to uh, fuel your passion. And so what it what that experience has done is has caused me to be a compassionate connector. I'm always looking for ways to help other people at all times and facilitate connections that will lead to outstanding outcomes. I transitioned from uh, Bronx, New York to Richmond, Virginia in 1996 to go to R Virginia Union University, which is one of the oldest historically black colleges in the nation. And as a result of that experience, I was able to thrive as a connector. Uh, I uh, took some time off from school. And as a result of that experience, I was able to learn the art of sales. And in 2004, when I graduated, I started working for a nonprofit organization um, that showed me my shortcomings and made me invest in myself. And now as the chief connecting officer of YB Connects, I focus primarily on helping small business owners, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and professional speakers to increase their visibility, credibility, and profitability. Okay, that's outstanding, man. Uh, Robert, I didn't, I didn't know that about your, uh, about your dad, man. That's, uh, that's a real sort of impactful you know, thing to uh, share. I'm sure that's really shaped a lot of, like you said, what you've done. And um, wow. Well, um, you know, for our time today, you know, in this case, I think that this is a, a really good place to kind of transition and really talk about this idea of connecting. And, you know, in this case, we're really connecting this idea of visibility, credibility, and profitability, and maybe thinking about you know, LinkedIn and thinking about what it is, what, what really is happening on LinkedIn and ultimately how to sort of transition from connecting to doing business, you know, having profitable relationships. Uh, and I, I kind of think it might be helpful uh, to share a little bit about, you know, how the, what the thought process is like to kind of think of what your target audience is, how that plays into LinkedIn and how to maybe reverse engineer processes uh, as, a, as an entrepreneur to um, kind of leverage the time you're spending connecting or spending the time on LinkedIn and uh, networking. Can you speak a little bit on that? Any thoughts on that, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before, before we get into that, I think it's important for people to understand that LinkedIn started out as a tool for job seekers who are looking for ways to gain employment. And so LinkedIn was created to connect job seekers to recruiters and help those recruiters to find 
talent. And then as it began to grow, it turned into a marketplace where businesses began to promote their products and services. And then along came sales professionals who then would begin to grow their ability to generate revenue. And, um, and so w- what I've learned is that with LinkedIn, because of the mindset of the app or, or the platform focusing on business, that it puts people at a disadvantage sometimes because if they haven't been taught how to properly network, they essentially begin to use LinkedIn like they use Facebook. Uh, and nothing wrong with Facebook. Facebook is a tremendous platform, but uh, on Facebook, it's mainly social. So it's just connecting with people that you probably don't know. Uh, you might like some of the things that they post. And so you just might hit the friend request and say, I want to join your network. But that type of mindset is not uh, applicable with LinkedIn because LinkedIn is about business. And within business, uh, in order to really do business, you've got to have relationships uh, that's built on no like and trust. And so when we think about LinkedIn as a platform, the people that are most successful are the people who, number one, understand the value of proper networking and relationship building, and they have valuable uh, resources or information uh, that can add value to those who they are connected to. And so what I've learned is to be able to take what I know and share that with people in such a way that it makes it easy for them to get results. And so uh, I've, you know, I've, I've learned to uh, basically take that information, chop it down into small pieces and, and, and show people how to get results using LinkedIn. Great. Can you, can you share a little bit uh, more on that? I, I really like how, you know, I actually had some, some questions written out here in terms of, <laughs> how to approach this conversation. And one of the things was, how do you conceptualize LinkedIn? And you know, how did LinkedIn start? And so it's fascinating that that was kind of the direction that you, you took with this. Um, in terms of for sort of how you break that down, you know, somebody may be wondering, okay, what, what do you mean about sort of breaking down the, um, the resources so it's easily sort of uh, understandable? Yeah, so LinkedIn, yeah, so LinkedIn, my mindset for LinkedIn is that I actually see it as a CRM or a customer relationship management tool. Uh, everyone that I come in contact with is either a, a client or a referral, right? Um, and so as I engage people, what I realize is that I can go out and try to collect a whole bunch of business cards. But what I really want to do is I want to have uh, a, a network of people that I'm engaged to, that I'm engaged with. Uh, where I can find a way to help people first. Um, So when I approach LinkedIn, I'm always looking for ways to add value first. I'm always looking for ways to, uh, you know, help people first. One of my virtual mentors is a gentleman by the name of Dr. George Frazier. And Dr. Frazier mentions that uh, you always want to be the first person to help someone when you're in a networking situation. So I have a methodology um, that I that I that I utilize whenever I'm out networking. And one of the last questions that I would ask someone is um, who if I were to come in contact with someone who can be of, of, of assistance to you, who might that be? And would you be open to me connecting you to them? Right. And so I ask that question because I want people to recognize that I'm not just in it for what I can get, but I'm focusing on what I can give and that I'm looking at building mutually beneficial relationships. So I walk into LinkedIn 
looking to build mutually beneficial relationships that will not only add value to me and my business, but will help add value to other people's business as well. Yeah, absolutely. What, what would you say? So, so with that and this, this connecting, uh, one of the things that I seem to have found in speaking with a, a lot of people is uh, almost a fear. And it's a, uh, a, a fear that's probably, uh, you know, as you, as you approach sales and as you build relationships and you kind of build from there, I think uh, at the heart of this conversations for a lot of people, there is a fear that they're not going to know sort of what to say or they're going to get rejected. And it almost sounds like that could be, it seems like it's one of the intimidating parts of this sort of real connecting that, you know, it can happen at this crazy scale on LinkedIn. Um, when you're actually reaching out to somebody to make that connection, you know, any, any thoughts that you can share on sort of how you word that so that it's, you know, I guess that you have success when you're trying to make that connection in the first place. Yeah, I think I think the most important thing that I do is I vet I have a vetting process. So um, if I I rarely I rarely reach out to people that I don't know unless I have a previous uh, connection to them. I may have met them in person or uh, I may have read something that really impacted me um, or I may have seen that they have looked at my profile. And so if I were to make the initial uh, introduction, I always uh, we'll start off with a salutation, um, you know, good evening, great evening, great morning, uh, you know, start off with that. And then I always thank the person, everybody that I communicate with and, and those who know me, they know that I start off by thanking them. So thank you, Errol, for taking time to read this note. I always start with appreciation because I recognize that they don't have to read that message. They don't have to take the time to look at it. And that, and that does take their time if, they, if they're going to read it. So always thank people um, for their time and, and, and reading my note. And then I'll proceed to highlight the reason why I'm looking to connect with them. And I think what's important for most people when they're on LinkedIn is that they have to be willing to express what they want up front. Right. They have to be willing to share exactly what it is that they want. You know, if they're reaching out because they want to do business or if they're reaching out because they want to want employment or they want something. I think it's very important for people to be forthright with that and to share that up front, uh, because the, the fact that people will try to just be friends with you and then down the line say, I want to sell you something is not very genuine. And most people on LinkedIn are in sales anyway. So it's very important for people to be straightforward. But to frame it in a way that you're looking to help someone with a particular problem. Now, the challenge for most people is that they think that whatever they're selling is going to solve that person's problem. So if you, if you don't know what that person might need, then it would be difficult for you to say, I want to help you with this problem. So, for example, one of the biggest things that I get every single day are people saying that they're going to help me be number one on Google, right? They want to, they want to help me with my website and they just assume that um, because they have access to my email that they, that, that I want that service. And that's, a, that's just so far from the truth. And so I don't even respond to those messages, whether they be from LinkedIn or in email form. And so I would challenge people to really get to know the person that they're looking to connect with and really be genuine about why they want to connect. If, they, if they're interested in learning more about their business or if they want to maybe utilize a product or service, say that in the introduction and then wrap it up with, uh, you know, just to say, you know, a message saying, I look forward to 
uh, reading your response. And I would I would rather have someone give me that type of message than no message at all. Because for me, I'm interested in really knowing why are you inviting me to connect? That's the question that goes through my mind. Why are you looking to connect with me? What do you want? Right? Not in a negative way, not in a mean way, but I, I want to know what do you want? Because some people just want to grow their numbers and don't really want to have a relationship and connect. And others genuinely have a desire to establish a relationship that's mutually beneficial. Well, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that that's very deep and well thought out. And uh, I think that is, uh, it's, it's very valuable for people to hear. So um, yeah, that's, uh, th that's great, Robert. I definitely found that to be you know, very helpful, uh, you know, within the, uh, the interacting as well. Um, any, any thoughts then too? So now once, uh, you know, being connected with somebody and initially getting that connection is, is one thing. Um, then when you actually have the opportunity to, you know, to speak with them, you know, most people that are on LinkedIn will have a particular business and are going to have a particular way they can help. And like you said, um, you can't assume that what you have is going to be the solution that they need. So there's got to be, there's got to be a way to kind of approach the conversation so that you can kind of more uh, strategically sort of uncover and like, genuinely uncover the needs of the other person. Um, and then to be able to sort of transition to uh, either trying to work to connect them or potentially really kind of helping with the, trying to suggest a service. Um, and I think that's probably a big challenge for a lot of people. You know, any, any thoughts or any suggestions on how to kind of approach that actual engagement conversation? Yeah, I think, I think when you first connect with someone, so one of the things that I strive to do is uh, whenever uh, someone invites me to connect on LinkedIn, I always look to uh, invite them in to have a 15 minute conversation. I think 15 minutes is enough time to really get a chance to, to feel someone out. Um, and, and in those conversations, I think the first thing is just to really find out a little bit about their story. So I think be prepared to tell a little bit about yourself, right? Um, I often ask people, the very first question that I ask people, as a matter of fact, I had, this is my process. I'll say, oh, I know we want to talk a little bit about your business and, and what I do. But before we go into that, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Now, if a person is not willing to share with me about themselves and they want to jump right into business, then I don't move forward because that's not how I handle, um, I handle business. Matter of fact, my philosophy is relationship first, business second. And so if a person is not willing to share who they are and what, and, and, you know, in the context of the conversation, then I'm not interested in moving forward because I'm very much interested in learning more about them um, that I could not read on their profile. And so I start out by uh, sharing a little bit about myself, asking them to share about themselves. And then I ask them, what prompted you to reach out? What can I do to help you? And so I think what's important is that if you are pursuing someone, be willing to ask them or to just tell them the reason why I'm reaching out is this, or to just, you know, if you, if you really wanted to get to know them, ask questions. So some of the questions that I ask them, uh, people, if I, if I were pursuing someone is, um, I understand your business does this. What prompted you to get started, right? What, what prompted you to get started in your business? Um, the second question I might ask them is, what has been some of your successes? Like what, what successes have you had uh, over the years in building your business? Um, and then we will, you know, we'll chat and we'll probably go back and forth. And then one of, uh, one of my biggest questions is, what are your biggest challenges? What are the challenges that you face? You know, what are some of the things that keep you up at night when you build your business, right? Why? Because I'm looking to see what gaps they might have, you know, what, what challenges that they might have that I may be able to help. 
And then I wrap up by saying, uh, if there was anyone that you could connect to, if I were connected to someone who you uh, would want to connect to, what, who would that be? Or what, what does that look like? Um, because they might say, I have a need for a particular person or industry that I might have um, that type of relationship. And then from there, what I will do is I'll reach out to that person if I feel comfortable with that request and let them know that I have someone in their network that could benefit from what they do. Would they be open to uh, connecting with that person? And then as I do that, because I'm giving up front, that opens the door for me to receive. And that, that receipt may not come from that individual that I spoke to, but it's going to come from some other place. And so I'm always looking for ways to just continue to sow good seed. And because I know when I sow that good seed, it's going to produce a good fruit and a, and a good harvest. Yeah. Amen. Amen on that one. Um, that's, you know, I, I think we've really gone into quite a lot. This is really going to, I think, help a lot of people and uh, be, you know, a real perspective changer for a lot of people. Um, we don't want to give away kind of the, you know, the, the whole process and everything. But, you know, when I've when we're talking about sort of optimizing our profiles, it almost seems like that's kind of a really big focus for a lot of a lot of people with getting things sort of set with their LinkedIn profile. And I think there's a lot of this whole process of becoming visible, developing credibility, and then moving towards profitability. There's so many ways in which that sort of weaves in and out of the whole process of just a presence on LinkedIn. Uh, but one of the key things that's just really is glaring is kind of optimizing a, a, a profile and completing the profile. And there's so many different so many different ways to do that. Um, any thoughts or any things that you want to speak about that are kind of big misses for people or ways to kind of attack that so that people are positioned well on LinkedIn? Absolutely. So I think the three biggest and there's there's many others, but I think the three biggest things that uh, will prevent people from really being taken seriously on LinkedIn is number one, not having a profile photo. Um, that's professional. And let me, let me be clear. So they can have a profile photo, but if it's not professional, um, then, then it doesn't really uh, help their brand as it pertains to visibility. Um, there are some people, though, who have professional photos, um, but because of their settings, only their LinkedIn network can see it. So if they were, if someone were to view their profile from the public side and they weren't directly connected to the person, they might not get a chance to see their their uh, profile picture. And I encourage people to show their profile picture because it's your calling card. You know, it helps draw people in. Um, now, there are some people that that are, you know, we're in the day days of discrimination. And sometimes people may discriminate based on how someone looks. But my belief is that there are a lot more people who would be willing to do business with you than those who uh, suffer from that mental mental disease of discrimination. And so at the end of the day, by showing your personal profile, your picture, um, it helps to draw people to you. It lets people know that you're a real person. So that's the very first thing. The second thing is having a headline that showcases your value statement. Um, what, I, what I think is very important is that people move away from putting their uh, their title and their company because it doesn't really showcase value. So it's very important that you go and you identify who is your target and what is the result that that person will get from connecting with you. So in my case, uh, if you go to my profile, you'll see your number one connector. I mean, excuse me, your LinkedIn locksmith. People will see your LinkedIn locksmith. So they'll know that they're on the right page. The second thing they'll see is that I work with or that I coach uh, 
uh, sales professionals and speakers, right? And so that's my target, sales professionals and speakers. Now, I would love to put more on there, but LinkedIn only gives you a certain number of characters in your headline. But in that case, I'll put sales professionals and speakers. And then the result is I increase their visibility, credibility, and profitability. So if a person looks at my profile, if they're a sales professional or a speaker, and they see the value that I bring to the table, more than likely they'll send me an invitation to connect because they see that their goal is, al- my goal is aligned with their goal and they'll want to connect with me from there. So that's the second thing that I would encourage them to put. And then the third thing I would encourage them to have is in their summary, information that would allow for people to contact them, whether it's directly in the LinkedIn platform or their website or their phone number. Uh, If you're in any way attempting to generate new customers, but you don't have a way for your customers to get in contact with you, if you make it difficult for people to find you, they're gonna take that time and go somewhere else where it's easiest to find the person that they wanna connect with. And so if they put a phone number on there, or even if it's just an email address or website, um, it makes people it makes it easy for people to find you so they can learn more about you uh, in this day and age. If you don't have a, a virtual um, footprint or fingerprint, then, you know, oftentimes people don't believe that you're real. Right. And so it's important that you have some some type of a social um, footprint or fingerprint that allows people to see the consistency of who you are as a person. Uh, and not just some inanimate object or or catfish that people just make up. Uh, so I think those three things are critical. There are several others that I teach my clients, but those are the, the three biggest ones is having a professional uh, profile, a headshot, uh, having a value statement that promotes who your target is and the value that that you that they will get from connecting with you. And then some way for them to contact you outside of LinkedIn, whether it be an email, a website or a phone number. That, that's great. And I have to share this. This will be very interesting for everybody. So I would almost say that that part of the headline, people wouldn't know this, but after we had our coaching session, which was instrumental for me, so I definitely endorse the benefit of paid for coaching. And, you know, that that time that we spent was just and the success that I've had. And so one of the things that was interesting is I had to follow up with you so many times as I was challenged with this idea of this headline and this value statement. You know, if you find that if you ask somebody, you know, what is it that you do? You know, people's answer are typically not that good. They're not that compelling. And if you ask somebody, why do you do what you do? They're stuck nine out of 10 people. And to work with somebody one-on-one that can really help draw that out of you. That's just not something that happens overnight. I've challenged actually quite a few people uh, within, you know, content and interaction to tell me your why. And I've had people that have spent two months trying to figure it out. And it's, it's something very challenging, but you've got to figure that out. And you have to communicate that within like two sentences to be compelling. So, um, so yes, and I think ultimately, you know, as it relates probably here too, to you agree that with the target audience, trying to figure out who your target audience and why, you know, essentially it takes a lot of work and a lot of focus. Yes, it does. And I think, I think, but that's just the value that people get. And so oftentimes people wonder like, why be, why do you, why do you charge people for this? Like, why can't you just give this information away for free? 
And the reason why is because I know for a fact that if a person applies that information correctly, it's going to put them in a position to generate revenue. There's no doubt in my mind. And so, so it's just a, it's a value-based concept, you know, that, that if you value the time of someone who can help you uh, speed up your process when it comes to generating revenue, why not make the investment? Because when you make that investment, you're going to get a return on your investment if you apply the knowledge and information that you've been given. And so, you know, for me, I'm at a point right now, I've been full time in my business for over two and a half years. Uh, YB Connects has been around since 2012, 2013. Um, and so what I recognize is that I do add value to the marketplace and I'm not afraid to put my my price out there because I know the results that people will get uh, when they follow through with the system and the approach that I applied. I just had too much success. And I don't, and I don't say that to toot my horn, but to basically state that, you know, if I wasn't getting results, then it'd be difficult for me to um, ask for what I, what I charge, but because of what value I bring to the marketplace, I have countless people who are getting tremendous results, you being one of them. Uh, and so it just, it just would do someone a disservice uh, for me to just give that information to them uh, or give everything to them at, at no investment on their end, because then people won't really appreciate that information. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think there's, there's so much that can be given out for free that at least is, is a value, but there's definitely a point where, again, you really need somebody to invest their time and their expertise to kind of push you and direct you. And it has more a process really to kind of take you to the next level that uh, again, free information is only going to be there to kind of get you focused a little bit. Um, but you're going to have to make some serious investments of time or money. You're going to have to invest in other people. Um, so I absolutely think that that's critical. Um, well, very good. Very good. So a couple other, other thoughts, I guess uh, wanted to get onto some other things that would be kind of, uh, you know, also really compelling, I think for a lot of people. And I know that we have some other things we wanted to talk about. I, had this thought about how this relates to targeting and overall we have a lot of business owners that be listening here and another big fear that I find for a lot of business owners is this whole idea of, of, of niching their business and this fear that business owners seem to have a lot of entrepreneurs that really narrowing down their focus that they're mm -hmm. going to lose out on business it relates so much to this target audience where people are like well you know, I'm a financial advisor or I'm a coach, but I coach everybody or I'm a speaker and I speak to everybody or I'm, you know, so the thing is they're scared of really narrowing down their target audience for fear that they're going to lose something. But in fact, the niching of the business and then narrowing down the target audience, it's going to help to compel and attract everything. Would you agree? Oh, that's 100%. I agree. A matter of fact, 120%. I agree. Uh, I tell people all the time, a, a cardio surgeon, you know, someone who works on hearts is not, is not afraid of losing any business. Why? Because they're, they're, they're a specialist. They're not a generalist, right? And so by being a specialist, you get to dominate your lane. And as a result of dominating that lane, you will attract other business um, that may want that result. So I typically tell people, narrow down your focus um, I use the analogy of a bullseye or a target uh, in terms of like a, a dartboard. Um, you may want to um, hit all around the, 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 the dartboard, but the most points are in the center. 
the most points are in the bullseye, but the circumference is smaller and that's on purpose. And so when you, when you narrow your focus, you begin to uh, have a tremendous amount of impact in a particular lane. So much so that other people outside of that lane, they're going to want to do business with you because they want the results that you get. So for example, you know, if you're a financial advisor, you might say, I'm looking to work with young families that are just getting started. And that's, and that's very general. But what if you say, I'm looking to work with uh, recent college graduates who have uh, been out of college for about five years um, and they graduated from colleges in the DMV. Um, that would include Georgetown University, um, George Washington University, Howard University. That's the that's a specific um, area, a specific niche, right? And, and the DMV is so vast, right? It includes D- the DC, it includes uh, southern part of Maryland and the northern part of Virginia, right? But by talking about the various colleges that are in that area, that literally puts you in a position for people to say, I know someone who's a graduate of George Mason. I know someone who's a graduate of George Washington. But if you say, I'm looking to connect with young families, it may be difficult for me to think about young families, right? So um, I think it's important that when people focus on a particular lane, they can, number one, get more reps in that, in that lane, get more practice, meaning strengthen their ability to get results. And then as they dominate that lane, then they can branch off into other areas. And, but by that time, people will be referred into you because you, have, you will have gotten so much results. And that's really what I've done. You know, I started out, you know, primarily working with uh, individuals who were you know, in, in, in small business, solopreneurs, right? Just working with solopreneurs, people that were in business by themselves uh, and for themselves. And what I found was that that started to branch out to professional speakers. Um, because I'm a speaker, I recognize that the, the biggest challenge that speakers have is they're good at speaking, but they hate trying to book gigs. And so now I can give them a methodology by which to build their credibility um, and leverage LinkedIn to attract more opportunities to have relationships and conversations that lead to them generating more booked gigs. And so, yeah, I agree that you have to be specific to be terrific. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, I really like those two things so far. That's, that's new. I haven't heard that before. So specific to be terrific and relationship first, business second. Everybody listening should write those two things down from from Robert YB Youngblood, relationship first, business second, and be specific to be terrific. Really, everybody should write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so here I have six questions, all right, or six real brief questions. They're just gonna, gonna give some quick information and we're gonna get to, I know you had some special offers that you wanted to kind of just put out there for the listeners that happen to engage here. That would only be for those uh, you know listeners that are here and again, I think we've kind of established, too, that, you know, in terms of for me and what type of LinkedIn advice that I that I provide and, and what you give, um, you know, the question could be, you know, why are there two people that are really helping with LinkedIn talking on the same place? Uh, wouldn't there be some type of conflict? Well, for me, I'm doing, you know, free consulting and a lot of the consulting I'm providing is through content creation. And ultimately, I can help to kind of give people a certain perspective. But you know what? I'm not going to be able to invest the time or the energy to really be able to help somebody get coached through this process of like niching down and targeting. And this is only the tip of the iceberg, really, when it comes to the amount of 
time, focus, energy is going to take to really start to figure out how to attract people to you for your target um, and trying to cut down the amount of time that's going to take, um, you know, it, it, it's really does mean, you know, cents and dollars. So, um, so at any rate, that, that being said, um, what would you say, Robert, who is it that has been most influential for you and your progress towards where you are and the success that you've had? Yeah, I would I would say it's uh, it's three people off the top of my head. Uh, the first one would be uh, my coach, Kendall Ficklin, uh, who is the founder of Grindation. Uh, he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a coach. He's actually the right hand man of Dr. Eric Thomas. Um, and Kendall helped me to develop a framework and a mindset to be able to uh, focus on what really matters most. And that's the mindset, the, the, the health set and then the balance. Uh, most people that are in business strive to focus on the money first, and that leads to an emptiness that then, you know, causes them to be off, off, off kilter, off balance. But Kindle has helped me to understand the importance of developing my mindset, my, my health set, and then my balance, and then wealth comes after that. So I definitely have to give him uh, kudos to that. The second person would be, uh, would be Joe Peachy. And Joe Peachy is a phenomenal sales trainer. Uh, Joe, I've known Joe for over five years. Uh, I met him through some other business ventures that I, that I participated in. Uh, but in meeting Joe over the last five years and, and just really digging deeper in our relationship, Joe has affected me to become a much more um, targeted sales professional. Uh, to be bold and, and to be able to go out and make the call the calls that I need to make and to book the appointments that I need to book and to, you know, structure my presentations in a way. He's given me a methodology that's literally helping to transform uh, my ability to generate revenue. And then the third person I would say would be my wife. And I don't I don't leave that to be leased um, by by any of the uh, by any at anything at all. But I I, I, I I finish off with her because she has been literally the rock of our family. She's been supportive in my journey as an entrepreneur. She's been patient. Uh, she herself is an entrepreneur. She has her own uh, CPA consulting firm where she works with churches primarily. And uh, she's just very supportive. And I think that as a result of that support, it has put me in a position uh, to really push to get this brand and, and, and this, uh, this company off the ground. So I would say those three people have been extremely influential. Now, if you ask me who are the top five, I'd probably throw in uh, Dr. Eric Thomas in there. I'd throw in Dr. George Frazier. I'd, I'd, I'd throw in Dr. Miles Monroe. There's several others that have been extremely influential, but I think about these three people uh, who've had a, a significant impact on my life and on my business uh, to help me get to where I am today. Okay. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Are there any particular books that you would highlight for somebody that are just absolute must reads and any communities that are currently available for people to engage in that would just make a drastic difference in, some, in an entrepreneur's, um, you know, life? Uh, most, most definitely. I, well, I think the, the, yeah, I think the three, I think the three books that, uh, that stand out the most, um, the first one would be the magic of thinking big. Right, the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz. Um, this book uh, transformed the, the the way that I look at things. It, it it helped me understand that there wasn't anything wrong with thinking bigger than where I was from. And keep in mind, I grew up in a single parent home. My dad was murdered when I was two, and so 
I really, you know, I wasn't supposed to make it out of the Bronx, right? Statistically, you know, being an African-American and, and being someone who's grown up in an urban environment, I was either supposed to be dead in jail or on drugs. And so, you know, that, that book helped me to realize that it was nothing wrong with thinking big, but that true success comes from thinking big, right? So that's the first book that I would highly recommend people to read. The second book that I would recommend to read, uh, specifically as it pertains to helping people with LinkedIn, is a book called Skill with People by Les Giblin, right? So specifically those people who may see themselves as being introverted and not really people-oriented, that book gives people the, the blueprint on how to engage other people. It's a very short read. It's a book that will help you to uh, fix um, your, your initial challenges when it comes to communicating with people directly. And I think that's a, that's a most important, um, valuable book that they should read. And then the last book uh, would be a book called The Slight Edge um, by Jeff Olson. Uh, not to be confused with Joel Osteen. Some people would think it's the same person, but it's not. Um, Jeff Olson uh, is the author of The Slight Edge. And essentially what The Slight Edge talks about is a principle um, based on uh, compounding of time and, and, and resources, understanding that you may want the big thing to happen, but in order for that to happen, you must do the little things over time. Hey, Robert. So, yeah, so those books sound like they would be you know, really helpful in terms of the um, the other idea of these communities that that entrepreneurs could tap into right now that may really help them to level up their LinkedIn game or just their overall uh, approach to trying to become more visible and develop credibility and be more profitable. Any particular communities that come to mind for you? Absolutely. So the whole concept of uh, visibility, credibility, and profitability actually stands out as a result of Dr. Ivan Meisner, who is the founder of BNI, which is Business Network International, the largest referral organization in the world that focuses on helping businesses to grow their business through referrals. So the VCP process, which is actually called, um, is actually a process uh, by which people grow their business through uh, BNI. And so I think if you're in business for yourself and you have a desire to grow your business, grow your visibility, I think the number one organization that you would want to align yourself with, align yourself with would be BNI. And so you can go to BNI.com and look up uh, a location that you're in and see if there's a chapter near you and see if they can, you know, see if you can join a chapter where there may not be someone that's doing what you do. So for example, if you're a financial advisor, which, you know, financial advisors are, are a, a dime a dozen in many communities. And so many of these chapters are actually started with financial advisors uh, in, 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 in the organization. But if you were lucky enough to find a chapter that didn't have a financial advisor and you can, you can fill out an application and join and become a member if selected, and what would happen is you would be able to grow your business through referrals. So that, that's one organization that I highly recommend people to look, look into when it comes to growing their visibility, credibility, and profitability. The second would be um, Breathe University. Um, as you, you and I are all a part of Breathe University, this is uh, Eric Thomas's on, uh, online community, his e-learning platform that allows for us to connect with individuals who are focused on striving and thriving in their life, health, and business. Um, the reason why I would encourage someone to get uh, connected to Breathe University is because the 
culture of the community is how can we serve one another? How can we help each other increase each other's visibility? How can we help each other uh, grow and, and to um, develop as business professionals, business owners? And, and not everybody in Breathe University owns a business. Some are college students, some are working for uh, corporations, but um, those who are looking to grow their business, uh, Breathe University would be a phenomenal community for them to associate with. And then third would be Grindation, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Kendall Ficklin is the founder of Grindation. And the reason why I mentioned Grindation is because it's a little more structured uh, than Breathe University. Uh, Breathe University is just an open forum for people to connect, but, but uh, Grindation is a lot more structured. It puts people in a position to uh, be in an accountability group uh, based on um, their location and, and gender. So there's G men that focuses on empowering men. There's G women that focuses on empowering women. There's G speaks that focuses on empowering speakers. And then there's G family that focuses on the family. So, you know, that community is a growing, thriving accountability uh, community that helps people to get results based on the core principles of the core four, which is mind, health, balance, and wealth. So those would be three organizations that I would encourage people to look into if their goal is to uh, grow their business. And then lastly, uh, I would say that um, I'm in the process of building a, an online community for those who are on LinkedIn that want to continue to grow their visibility, credibility, and profitability. As a matter of fact, I'll be launching my first uh, masterclass in, in August, and I will be looking to connect with uh, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, small business owners, and professional speakers who want to begin to use LinkedIn as a vehicle to help them generate more revenue uh, relationships and referrals. And so I would encourage your listeners to connect with me. And once that is uh, put out, to definitely join me so that I can add more value to them um, as I strive to uh, help them reach their level of success based on what their goals are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now, I guess this might be a good transition for this. So my other question for you is this, what mission or what missions would you say that you are on? Yeah, so I, that, that's a great, that's, that's actually a great question. So I would say uh, the biggest mission is really to um, break the back of poverty in our country. Um, you know, there's so much talk about, you know, um, you know, the wealth, this wealth gap. And I'm a firm believer that the wealth gap can be uh, can be closed through networking. Um, so by effectively building relationships with people who have a little more knowledge than you do, you can essentially fold time and put yourself in a position to play to catch up uh, if you apply the information correctly. So um, so I, I'm I'm a firm believer in basically educating people on how to develop a wealth mentality, a wealth mindset, not to, not to put anything on folks who are in poverty or maybe poor, uh, but I believe that poverty is a mindset. And so it, it's, it's just a lack of, um, of information. It's a lack of confidence, right? Um, and it's a lack of execution. And, and so if a person is able, in those three areas, then they will start to develop an abundance mentality and a wealth mentality 
that can put them in a position to grow. So that's a mission that I have to really to eradicate uh, uh, poverty and uh, poverty mindset rather in this country. Um, the second mission that I have, and you're actually a, a big part of that, Earl, is to activate one million LinkedIn users um, within the next three to five years. Uh, LinkedIn has uh, uh, nearly 560 million professionals, uh, probably close to 600 million now. Um, but two th about a third of that is active. So we're talking about 200 million that are active. So what that means is that there's two thirds of LinkedIn that's not active. And so one of my goals is to contribute to the activity of at least 1 million LinkedIn users within the next three to five years. And what that will do is that will produce a, a groundswell of, of, of abundance and resources for, for not only those individuals, but many others who are connected to them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Uh, love, love that mission. I'm, I'm definitely tracking with that. Uh, let's see. So we had basically three more points that I think will be of value. So at this point, people must be asking, so, you know, YB, what specific services do you provide for LinkedIn? What specific ways can you help that are paid for uh, related to helping people with LinkedIn? So there's three, there's three specific uh, services that I offer. Uh, the first and foremost is a one-hour consult where a person might have some general questions that they want to get answered, um, and they may want to uh, just invest one hour of their time uh, to be able to get those questions answered. I just recently worked with a, a painter, a gentleman who is an operations uh, a sales manager for a paint company here in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, he invested an hour of his time and of my time to just get his questions answered. He had some specific questions that he wanted to get answered. Uh, he invested in, in, in himself and, and um, you know, uh, paid, for, paid for my time and, and he was able to get results. And he immediately made the changes that, that I recommended. And so he's starting to see some significant traffic uh, to his profile as a result of that. So that's the first thing would be a one-hour consult. The second package is a four-hour uh, package, which is my LinkedIn consulting package. Um, this package includes me helping them to uh, re remake their profile. So it's a, a makeover. Uh, it, it focuses on how to uh, enhance their credibility. I have some strategies that can help people to enhance their credibility on LinkedIn. Um, the third part is how to uh, find your ideal client. And then lastly is this concept or methodology that I call the profitability code. Um, it, it's a code that literally will help someone to overcome the cold calling challenge and they will never have to cold call again if they don't want to once they learn this uh, profitability code. So that's a four hour uh, package that a person can uh, take advantage of. And, and that's something where, you know, I, I am a coach, but I don't exert my coaching um, prowess or power over them uh, as I would in my final package, which is my LinkedIn coaching package. And that's a 10 hour package. It literally uh, would take about a quarter for us to go through a quarter of the year to go through that. Um, it includes the work that I would give them uh, uh, from the consulting, but I go deeper with my coaching clients. So I literally hold them accountable to uh, actions that they need to take on a consistent basis to get results. Uh, I do an uh, uh, 
a tool uh, or communications tool uh, called the four animal assessment, which helps them to understand their personality and the personality of their client. And then I will invest my time to meet up with them in their city. So most of those sessions or all of those sessions rather are virtual, um, but I will then invest uh, my time to visit them in their city to not only strengthen the relationship, but to put in practice what I've taught them. Absolutely. So when it comes to the, the LinkedIn coaching package, that focuses on it's a 10 hours, uh, 10 hour package, uh, which would take uh, pretty much a whole quarter. Uh, what, what I would do is I would provide them with the same service that I would give them from the LinkedIn consulting, but I would focus on going deeper and, and focusing on the activities and actions that a person must take in order to get results. I would then uh, fly or travel to their city for a half day uh, to focus on putting those ideas into practice. Uh, we would either do an event or we would focus on ways that we can connect to uh, people to grow their business. In addition to that, they would get access to an assessment called the Four Animal Assessment, which is a communication and uh, personality tool um, that would help them to communicate more effectively to their clients. And my goal in, 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 in that to help that client to attract at least 10 new clients in 90 days. It's not a guarantee, but it's a goal to get in the trenches with that client to help them to attract the type of clients that they're looking, on, looking for based on their, uh, their line of business. That, that's great. And I'll just kind of a testament to that. You know, I invested in a one-hour consult, and I, I will definitely say that that was instrumental in getting me focused in the direction that I was. And the amount of growth and everything that I've experienced just off of that that one hour, I have to say that it was instrumental. And, you know, somebody could take the route from me, for example, of, you know, I'm probably investing maybe six to eight hours a day in addition to my regular work and family to really try to produce the results that I've been producing. And it's been a lot of trial and error, a lot of time invested. So I definitely think if I move forward really with some other, you know, paid for consulting, um, again, a lot of this, if anybody's seeing success from me, Again, as a free consultant for LinkedIn, I definitely don't provide anything uh, to that degree, but I can help out with quite a bit, but not, not to that degree. So I want to at least really endorse that and say, you know what, there's a lot of value in that. Um, great. So kind of moving from here, the last thing is in, you know, pretty much any connection that you would make in a conversation you would have, sort of rounding out the conversation, uh, YB, if you could say, you know, one particular person or somebody within a particular field or a title um, if myself or somebody else that's listening could really, you know, help you with your particular mission, your goals, who would that person be? Who could we most be of service to help you to connect to that would really help you make measurable results with your goals? Uh, yeah, so I said I'm, I'm most interested in connecting directly with those who are uh, focused on revenue generation. So, like I said, those who are entrepreneurs, those who are sales professionals, um, those who are professional speakers, uh, uh, primarily those who are graduates of an HBCU, which is a historically black college or university. So colleges like Howard University, uh, Morgan State University, uh, Fisk University, Virginia State, Virginia Union, Hampton University, Spelman, Morehouse. There's a, there's a ton of historically black colleges because I am a graduate of a historically black college. But that doesn't stop me from working with others who are not graduates of those institutions. And so 
I, I would welcome introductions to um, those entrepreneurs who who struggle with selling. Uh, they hate cold calling and they see networking as a necessary evil. So it's not something that they want to do, uh, something that they have to do. And they just they just may not know how to do it. And those would be individuals that I would welcome an opportunity to connect with that would help me advance my business and my cause. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, I have to say that, Robert, I, of all the people I've had on so far, again, because of the amount of impact you've had for me, uh, you know, I, I really have to say this is probably one of the you know most favorite conversations I've been able to have. And I think we've we've got on uh, had some technology challenges. But I think that when this is pulled together, I think this is something that's going to really going to provide a tremendous amount of value for for a lot of people. So I want to really thank you for your time today. Um, in terms of for rounding it out, I know that you had mentioned that you had sort of a special offer or special something you wanted to kind of provide for the for for our listeners. Um, and want to give you an opportunity to kind of share that and, um, you know, just kind of, you know, give that as an opportunity for you as well. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, uh, for anyone that has a desire to establish an initial connection and have a, an initial consult so I can get to know you better and uh, learn a little bit more about your business and discuss how I can possibly serve as a resource, I offer a 15 minute consult, which is complimentary. So that's a free consult, 15 minutes. Uh, I do that. Uh, pretty much across the board, and I'll extend that to um, you uh, and those who are listening to this uh, podcast down the line. Um, the second thing is that I offer a a uh, profile makeover, right? And typically that profile makeover is about $500 for me to do that with a client, and I work with them one-on-one with that. But I'm, but I'm willing to offer that to your listeners, Errol, uh, for $399. Now, if they are members of Breathe University, uh, if they're members of Grindation, um, if they're members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, um, or if they're members of BNI, and I, 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 I will add that in there, if they're members of BNI, I will gladly extend um, that to them for the price of $249 uh, for that, uh, that makeover. So it's literally a 50% uh, discount for those who are members of BNI. Uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, Grindation, or Breathe University. And so um, that's just an opportunity for me to give back to those organizations that have made a significant impact on me and my business. Okay, okay. Well, very good. Well, I guess, you know, from here, want to just again, you know, thank you so much for your, your time today. And, uh, you know, glad that we're connected. And uh, overall, look forward to kind of building on that connection as we go forward. Uh, and again, thanks for bearing with me through all the technical technology challenges that we've had here and trying to get this uh, trying to get this recorded for everybody. Oh, it's my pleasure, Errol. I'm just definitely proud of you and your success. Keep doing what you're doing. I definitely wish you all the best. And as a result of what you're doing, it's not only going to impact uh, you, um, but it's going to definitely impact everybody that you're connected to. So keep doing what you're doing. All right, Robert. You have, have a great night. You do the same. Be encouraged.